Hey guys, it's Dan Plucker, executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show and host of Hef, Sam, and Dan on the Fan. Here's how you can find us on the Radio.com app. Download the app, favorite the fan, hit 105.7 FM, the fan, scroll all the way down to the fan podcasts, scroll to the right until you see the producers, hit that, and right there should be Hef, Sam, and Dan right here on the fan. NFL draft is coming up tomorrow night, but right now we're going to feed you with a little bit of Hef Sam and Dan on the fan on demand. I'm Dan Plucker, the executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show. Sometimes fill, as, fill in as a host, you know, just for fun. The lead host. The lead host, exactly. Alongside Sam Schmitz, the Swiss Army Knife of 105.7 FM, the fan who's going to be working every single NFL draft show that we have here on the fan on Thursday with Bill Michaels and Gary Ellerson and Joe Zanzola in studio. Sam will be there on Friday. Sam Schmitz will be there alongside Bart Winkler and Ryan Horvat. And on set, I said Horvat. Wow. I just pulled a full Chucky free there. Horvat. Oh. Sorry, his name is Horvat, not Horvat. Horvy. And then on Saturday, Sam Schmitz will be here again. Surprise. Again. With Joe Zanzola and Mike Clemens as they wrap up the entire draft, all picks rounds one through seven. You can hear it all right here on 105.7 FM. The fan. We have a bunch of sponsors for it. Shout out to those sponsors. I can't think of you off the top of my head. We don't get paid by them, so it's okay. We don't get paid by them, but our people there do. Let's get into it, boys. Let's do this mock draft. All right, so... So, Evan, you're going to start us off here with the Cincinnati Bengals. Who's your pick? Why don't we start... Let's start this Let's mock get draft. This going, man. So we're gonna alternate pick by pick. I have the number one pick. I think we can all agree. It is my boy, Joe Burrow. Joey B. I think that's pretty consensus at this point. It at, shouldn't surprise any of you. Right. Um, he's the best quarterback on the board. And I mean his team just won the national championship and in a playoff game he scored seven touchdowns in the first half. And he so. put up maybe the greatest single season in yeah. NCAA history. Correct. Um I don't know who it was today, but somebody was comparing him to Matthew Stafford. I think it might have actually been on the You Better You Bet Countdown to the Draft Show. A slightly more athletic Matthew Stafford, which I like mm-hmm. that comp. I don't know if he has the highest upside yeah. of everybody in the draft, but well, I, I think know. right now he is going to help a team the most, I don't which think he is has, going to be the Bengals. I don't think he has the can't. Like, Matthew Stafford's got just an absolute Correct. cannon. I don't think Burrow's got arm strength like that. Probably it's not. certainly good enough and better than most people. But anyways, so Joe Burrow, out of the board, number one, I think we can all Agree on that one. So with the number two pick, I'm going to have the Washington Redskins pick. And I think this one's, in my opinion, if Burrow didn't have the best season a quarterback could have had, this guy should obviously be number one overall. Chase Young, defensive end out of Ohio State. We're going to go ahead and send him to Washington and a defense that badly needs it. Although they got Montez Sweat. I'm trying to think of their other defensive players, but it hasn't been working out. They might move Dwayne Haskins to the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> almost be better can't. there than a quarterback. We were, uh, we were talking about Terry McLaurin before you got in here and just how he's so good. He, he's so good, but he's in such a bad situation. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about how dominant Chase Young was this season. I mean, he had 16 and a half sacks, which is an Ohio State record, yeah. and he also did not play in two games, and he had no sacks, I want to say, in the last two or three games of their season. This guy, he has an incredible, he's, he's, an, he's an incredible athlete. He has an incredible motor it just he wasn't great against top of the line offensive linemen in the Big Ten so we'll see how that kind of translates to the NFL yeah. now I have 
the number three pick, which is my boys, the Detroit Lions. Yeah, look at how that works out for you. Um, I guess everything just works out, Dan. Huh? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So okay. the, the, this scenario kind of sucks for me because obviously I want Chase Young. I've been salivating over him for my for the last two years. So I'm kind of hopeful that uh, the Redskins trade back, or if this scenario happens where Burrow's gone one, Chase Young has gone two, that the Lions trade back. But in this case we're not doing any trades so i'm going to go with jeff okuda teammate of chase young at ohio state he's a cornerback he's tall he's quick he is athletic and he's going to fill in that corner spot that is desperately needed with the darius slay being gone yes i know desmond trufant was just signed with the lions and yes the lions also signed justin coleman to a five-year deal last offseason but it's it's still a position where they desperately need especially because the lions were last in the nfl in past defense last season and that just simply can't happen again so that's kind of where it comes from for me I'm going to go Jeff Okuda cornerback and then there were the New York football giants G-men and they need offensive line pretty bad there have been a lot of names that have been tied to them I think and tell me if I'm wrong you guys because I've I've seen like a million of them is it Tristan Wirfs who's been connected to them the most? Um, or is maybe. it Jedrick Wills? Jedrick Wills is more so, I would say. But I personally like Tristan Wirfs more. But either way, whichever way you go there, you're you're picking for the Giants. They definitely I think, need to address the line. But, yeah, I mean, they have. we were talking about this before the show. They have their quarterback of the future and their running back of the future in Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. Now they just need to build up that offensive line. They have Kevin Zeitler there, but they definitely need a tackle to help protect I mean, two of potentially the up-and-coming stars in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So for them, I'm going to go with the Alabama product, Jedrick Wills. Jedrick right. Wills. Wills. I almost forgot I have to fill this out as long as yeah. I... <laughs> As we go. Yeah. So you get an intriguing pick here, Sam. Yeah. With uh, the Miami Dolphins. So here's the thing. Listening to all these different national shows, I think... The past two days, especially, there's been a lot of smokescreen around this guy. And that's uh, we're obviously talking about Tua Tagovailoa, Alabama quarterback. I think a lot of smoke's been made the past couple of days just to kind of hopefully for him to fall to this spot. Now we'll see, you know, in the actual draft if teams do trade, you know, before those, before this pick, you know, things might be obviously different. But if everything stays as put, and Dolphins are still at number five realistically you shouldn't take a quarterback with this injury history but I think it's worth it because you still have Ryan Fitzpatrick he can take over for as many games as you need if possible even for a whole year Mm -hmm. and that way you still have your quarterback of the future I mean before Tua's latest injury it was the tank for Tua in Miami right right so you're going to tell me that if this guy is still available and he's Everything's checking out with his hip, which I still can't believe he's okay at this point. I don't believe so. Yeah. I can't think he's 100% and that's, at this point. And that's going to be the thing about this whole draft when we look back at it is how many of these guys are actually going to fall in the first round because teams just weren't able to get their hands on him for physicals. But with all that's considered, I will take Tua Tungvaluwa with the fifth pick to the Miami Dolphins. I think that pairs well with Devontae Parker. And, you know, if they get a running back as well down there, they're – they signed a lot of defensive players, and I think Brian, Brian Flores is a guy that players want to, you know, play for. Mm-hmm. So, sure. okay. So next up is the Chargers at number six, and I think that they are in a terrible spot personally. Yep. Um, 
especially at this point with Tua being off the board. I think that's who they really want. And I think if there's any team here in the top couple picks in the draft, in the top six through ten, I would say, that want to move up to get a player that they need, I think it's the Chargers maybe moving up with the Lions at three or even up to the Redskins at two to try to draft Tua and jump both the Lions who have considered Tua and then also the Dolphins. But the Dolphins are just going to sit there pretty as long as they can. I don't think that they're going to panic. I think they're going to sit there and wait. And the Lions, they might find themselves in a bidding war between the Dolphins and the Chargers, which would just be great for them, or the Redskins for that matter. So in this case, um, though since we're not doing trades, the Chargers need a quarterback. I do not believe that they are fully convinced that Tyrod Taylor is going to be their QB of the future, which is just insane to me, probably not even for all of next season. The thing is, the Chargers desperately... And when I say desperately, I mean desperately need to earn some fans in Los Angeles. And right now, the Rams are far ahead of them in any of that kind of conversation. They have way more fans. They've been to a Super Bowl. Because what breeds fandom in Los Angeles is championships. And right now, the Chargers are not close to that. So they're going to hope and pray that when they pick quarterback Justin Herbert here, that... He is the man. Now, do I think he's going to be? No. I think this is a terrible pick for the Chargers. They're in a horrible situation. They're taking the third quarterback off the board at number six. This is exactly what the Chargers do not want to happen, but they're desperate, and they need, they need, need, need a quarterback to hopefully be a spark for them, uh, spark Chargers, so that they can... Uh-huh. Become the team in LA, so that's how they're gonna. That's why they're gonna go with Justin Herbert in this scenario. Okay, in my opinion, Herbert's not even like I. I don't even think Herbert's worthy of like a second or third round pick. If this was a heavy, if this was a deeper quarterback draft, mm-hmm. I just don't honestly do. When I think of Herbert's skill set, I see Mitch Trubisky. If you think about it, a guy who can run. Really, he's, doesn't he's not. Ever, he doesn't excel. He never dominates with. He never dominates a game with his arm. So, if you're the, here's the thing too is Cam Newton's still a free agent. Mm-hmm. So if you're the Chargers, so is Jameis. Yeah, if you if you're the Chargers, do you just wait till next year's draft class and pick somebody who could help you out? You know, like we were talking about before, maybe they pick an offensive lineman and maybe they go with Cam after the draft when all this clears. I mean, who knows? But in my opinion, Herbert is not. I I get why you made the pick, but just in my opinion, Herbert's not the guy to sell seats. I agree. I would agree. Up next are the Carolina Panthers with new quarterback Teddy Bridgewater. Love it. You're going to go offensive line, aren't you? No. Oh. I think that they're salivating right now because they need a whole mess of help on that defense. Uh, Yes. In my opinion, I think they're going to choose between three guys. They're going to be between Isaiah Simmons, Derek Brown, and C.J. Henderson. All great picks. And I think... In the end, they're going to pick their Luke Keekley replacement in Isaiah Simmons. That makes a lot of sense. I would love this fit. Love it. I mean, it makes perfect sense for the Panthers, too, with Keekley being on his way out. Isaiah Simmons is a monster. That dude, probably one of the best, if not the best, athlete in this draft. He's somebody that I really like for the Lions, too, if they do end up trading back into the later parts of this draft. Maybe, I mean, if they somehow get a top 10 pick still, but I don't know how likely that is. However, Simmons is just... He's just a stud. I mean, he's so fast. He kept up with the the running back at Clemson. What's his name? Um, I can't think of it right now. Anyway, uh, he Swift, not Swift. That's Georgia. Anyway, um, he did a forty time with him, and they had the same forty time. They they foot Whew. for foot, and Isaiah Simmons is like thirty pounds heavier than he is. It's insane. Simmons is a monster. He has great size, great athleticism, great speed, and 
the fact that he's there at seven, the Panther, Panthers fans should be cheering just so loudly when this happens, if it would happen. Right. All right. Up next, we have the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I wasn't. I didn't see that I had him, but the more I think about it, man. So now you got DeAndre Hopkins to go along with Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk. You have Kenyon Drake in your backfield with Kyler Murray, who I think is just destined for a great second year, at least offensively. They do need a lot of help still on defense, despite having Chandler Jones, but I think they need to solidify that offensive line first, make sure Kyler Murray has as much time as he needs in the draft. So I'm going to go with offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. Yeah, I think that the Cardinals need to go offensive line because we saw last year that line was abysmal. Yeah, and And Kyler can run, but you can't have But you can't trust a dude who's 5'9", 5'10", to bounce back from those hits every single time. Absolutely. Sure. The fact that Kenyon Drake put up the season that he did last year is almost incredible. So next up, I have the Jaguars here at 9. And honestly... I don't know what to do here because this is where the draft gets interesting, man. Jacksonville is such in such a strange point because basically they just traded some of their best players in Calais Campbell and uh, Jalen Ramsey this during the season. AJ so Bouye too. Yep, AJ Bouye as well. So they're trying to get Bouye. draft picks. I think that they might be a candidate to trade back in the draft. Maybe get another first rounder. Maybe if the Dolphins want to move back up into the top ten again, they have two more first round picks. Again, like I said, the Jaguars have another first round pick coming up later on. In this case, though, I think they're going to be pretty pumped with Derek Brown being available. So he's a def- interior defensive lineman out of Alabama, out of Auburn. My bad, Alabama fans. Out of Auburn. Um, The Lions are potentially interested in Brown as well. He's a big defensive lineman. He plugs up the running holds and also small enough, ironically, as a defensive lineman, where he can still be in it in passing downs. He's not like a Damon Snacks Harrison where we'd have to just, you know, only be in on run situations. So I like Derek Brown for the Jaguars in this situation. And now the Cleveland Browns are up, and I think that they are cheering and laughing which is the first time they've been able to do that in years in Cleveland because, you know, it's kind of just not a very jovial city. Uh, I think that, I mean, they need offensive line. If you watched one Browns game last year, (laughs) Baker had no time, which makes it even more incredible that my boy Nick Chubb put up like 1,200 yards last year. Yeah. Just ridiculous. Kareem hunted well, too. Imagine if they had a guy like Mackie Becton. Mackay. Mackay Mackie. I know the dude though. He's like six seven, four hundred and fifty pounds. He's like three hundred sixty, but like he's officially listed on the draft network as three hundred and sixty nine pounds. Nice. Um, <laughs> he is a big boy, and, and he's he, quick. Yeah, we he watched his his forty time yep. during the combine, and he ran what probably it was like a five one or five two. It was or faster something. than that, I think. Hold on, let me look at it. Keep talking. So I know. think that getting any kind of protection because. The Browns have sneakily had a pretty good offseason. They've signed a couple of good guys. And it was I, a 5-1. You were right. And I, I honestly, that was just a shot in the dark, and I'm very happy that I was right. But, <laughs> but for I, a man of that size, that's very impressive. 6'7", 360 pounds. I'm 6'2", a certain amount of pounds, and I don't think I could run a 6. And I was an athlete back in the day. Sure. Not anymore after that injury, but... No, no, that's a great pick for the Browns. So, I've I've really liked Beckton myself. Just the fact that Baker has someone to actually protect him now. Yeah, no, it'd be huge. 
be huge for sure. That's their left tackle of their future. The, the next yeah. Joe Thomas in, in Cleveland. I don't think you can hope for a, a Hall of Famer like Joe Thomas. Right. But at the very least, if you can get a dependable starter that becomes a member of the Cleveland Browns Hall of Fame. Sure. That's all you can ask for. All right, Schmitzy. All right, pick number 11. I think this is, oh boy. So, this is a pretty similar scenario to the to the Browns here, I think. For the New York Jets, you lost Robbie Anderson. I'm looking at their depth. You brought in Brashad Perriman from Tampa Bay mm-hmm. to be, oh God, initially he's their number two wide receiver, but you have Jameson Crowder as well as Le'Veon Bell, but I still think Sam Darnold, if you want him to succeed, you need to give him at least better weapons. Now I'm going to pick the first wide receiver off the board, in my opinion, the clear-cut best wide receiver in the draft. You can say what you want, but I'm going CeeDee Lamb right here. Okay. You okay. can think I I can get I get the idea of Jerry Judy. You can make the case of him being the best receiver in this draft. But when mm-hmm. you, to me, CD Lamb does most of what Judy can do, but he just has the best build in my opinion to be pro ready. I mean, he's got the size. His what he does after the catch is just ridiculous. Judy the same, but more so he's just a better route runner. So I'm gonna give Darnold a true number one here, a guy who I think is just gonna be a star right away. And I'm going to go CeeDee Lamb to the most, Jets. Most mock drafts I've seen have either the Jets or the Raiders taking the yeah. first receiver off the board. Correct. So I don't think it's a bad pick. No. Next up is the Raiders, who are in uh, another desperate needing situation of a wide receiver. I mean, they tried Antonio Brown. Obviously, that was a miserable failure. They traded Amari Cooper to the Cowboys and got a couple first-rounders for him. So now they're going to use a first-rounder on a wide receiver, and I think— this is the best wide receiver in the draft, and that's Jerry Judy out of Alabama. All right. um, I like Judy's size. I liken him a lot to Julio Jones, actually, um, which is funny because they both went to Alabama. And Alabama and wide they receivers got the JJs. have correct two JJs. And Alabama wide receivers have just been turning out recently, and I think this is another one that's going to. Here's the thing, though, about Judy: when people make the case for the best wide receiver in the draft, is you know he also had rugs. And uh, why can't I think of the other Alabama wide receiver? Um, but anyways, you know, in that star-studded offense, I think when you take a guy away, how good is – you know, he's still obviously – Judy's still one of the best receivers in this draft. But mm-hmm. it's just interesting to think about when you take a guy away from a star-studded offense. Right, but even in the star-studded offense, he was the number one wide receiver, and he played without Tua for most of the year, who was the probably the best quarterback in college football. Right. Probably could have been the best quarterback in college. I'm looking this forward season. to this pairing. You get him and Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller all in the same offense. I think it'd Josh be fun, Jacobs right? in the backfield. They still they have, have studs, just like you had in Alabama. And they have to decide between Mariota and Carr at quarterback. But I think that Carr's quarterback. You yeah. think so? I think he has to yeah. be to start the season. Mariota's was a purchase in order to have a solidified second man, just in case Fair. Carr. You know, flops, but I honestly I like Derek David Carr, Dave Derek Carr, That's his David brother. Carr, Derek Carr. Which one of is it? It's Derek. Derek. Yeah, Derek Carr. I like him. I think he's a good quarterback. I think that he just has not been put in the right situation. He's never had a good offensive line. He's never really had a running back outside of Josh Jacobs this past year. He had Marshawn Lynch for a year, sure, but I mean he is an old Marshawn Lynch, right? And he's never really had a, lot, a bunch of targets outside of Amari Cooper. Plus, his defense has been miserable even back in the days when Khalil Mack was there. So the Raiders might be on their way to taking a turn with John Gruden. I think Jerry Judy would be a great pick here for them. So up next, we have the San Francisco 49ers, and I think that they're just going to be dancing like crazy in their 100-foot studio apartment that costs $2,200 a month 
that C.J. Henderson has lasted this long, and they're going to take C.J. Henderson without thinking twice. All right. You guys aren't going to laugh at my joke at San Francisco Real Estate. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to find him in our draft. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find him. He's a cornerback. C.J. Henderson out of Florida. Oh, wow. Ah-ha-ha. Um, he is by far so basically where it comes with cornerbacks here is there's Jeff Okuda, CJ Henderson, a very large gap, yeah. and then every other cornerback in the, in college football coming into the draft. I mean, CJ Henderson's good. He's not as good as Okuda, but he's good. He like like Okuda, he's he's a tall corner. He's gonna be able to, you know, press up against the Larry Fitzgeralds of the world, the DK Metcalfs of the world that he's gonna face twice in a season. I think it's a great pick. Yeah, I do too. Up next, the Tampa Bay. Oh, I should. <laughs> the Tampa Bay? There no. You trademark that ish. Yeah. Yeah. So we can't really say that, I guess. We can bleep it out or just delete it. Standing Not just keep it in the there. But James Winston, Tampa Bay. I knew Tampa Bay Buccaneers featuring Tom Brady. All right. So I think they still have a hole at running back that they got to address later on in this draft. But I think in the first round. You have to solidify that offensive line solidify with Tom Brady. Line. You got to solidify the offensive line. If you don't give Brady time, I mean, let's be honest, Jameis didn't have the best offensive line last year, anyways. So he also couldn't see. Yeah, that's true. So I will go with Cesar Ruiz out of Michigan. Ooh, wow! You're gonna make me that's, scroll. How do you, oh yeah, how do you feel about that's that? A, that's a stretch, but I like it, Mr. Michigan. That is guy. an out of the box pick. Yeah, I mean. That's not where I would have gone because he's an interior offensive lineman. I don't know what the Buccaneers' offensive line looks like at all, to be honest with you, but I know it's not probably not one of the better ones in football, so I don't think that offensive line is a bad pick by any means. But I think this is a little early for Cesar Ruiz, but as a Michigan fan, I'm a fan of it, so right. good for him. Uh, next up, I have the Denver Broncos at 15, and the Broncos are pissed. I mean, they're pissed because the top two guys that they wanted and needed at the wide receiver position are now off of the board. Now, Henry Ruggs is still there. Uh, he's going to be more of a slot-type guy, but they kind of – I'm not sure if that's something that they necessarily want for sure, but at, at this point, they're desperate for wide receiver talent. They want Drew Locke to succeed. And it's their biggest need, so I think they're going to have to go with Henry Ruggs, even though they're very disappointed because they did not get Jerry Judy or CeeDee Lamb in this occasion. So hey. another Alabama wide receiver taken off the board. Like we said last week, though, it's a copycat league. Everybody wants to find their next Tyreek Hill, and Ruggs is, in this draft at least, is the closest thing to that. And I think if you can put that in the opposite side from Cortland Sutton, it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, towards. well, people were saying the same thing about John Ross, too, and look how that turned out in Cincinnati. Ouch. Coming up next on the Bill Michaels Show, the Atlanta Falcons with the 16th pick. They need some help on that defense because they have probably one of the best offenses in the entire NFL, minus Matt Ryan. But you have two stud receivers in Julio Hones and uh, Calvin Ridley. You have a pretty good bounce-back potential dude in uh, Todd, uh, Gurley. Todd Gurley. You don't have Austin Hooper anymore. But you uh, you traded a pick for uh, what's his face the Hen- Hunter no not Hunter Henry no the other his one. backup the no the 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 the, the other the Chargers Raven. he was a Ravens Teddy or Ravens Hayden, Hayden Hurst. Hurst Hayden Hurst there we go. that's the one they so they, t- the two H names yeah. gosh dang it so they don't need help on offense I think that they're gonna go into your defensive line because that's what Draft Network says one of their needs is I think they're gonna go Javon Kinlaw Kinlaw has actually been getting a 
bunch of hype recently. People are saying that Ken Law is going to be a stud interior defensive lineman. I think that he could be. I mean, I honestly, I don't know much about him. He's from South Carolina. SEC big man. I mean, Jadavion Clowney comes to mind as well. I mean, he's nothing like Jadavion Clowney, but nope. he's an interior lineman. Nowhere near as athletic. But, I mean, the SEC breeds good defensive linemen, and so I think that this could be a good pick for the Falcons. All right, next up, Dallas Cowboys at number 17. Now, they just lost Byron Jones in free agency, and I think the rest of their defense is looking at least pretty solid. I don't know what happens with Alden Smith, if he gets reinstated or not, but they still got Demarcus Lawrence on the other side, so I think you got to at least try to get somebody in there in the defensive backfield to at least, you know, do what Byron Jones could do. So I'm going to go with Jalen Johnson out of Utah. Despite what some people say, after Okuda and Henderson, I think at least man-to-man coverage, Jalen Johnson is pretty good out of all these guys. Sure, he's probably the third best corner in the draft. Um, there has been a little bit of hype for him, maybe as an early second round, late first rounder. This might be a little bit of a reach, but I mean, the Cowboys are desperately in need of a corner. So if they're not going to trade back, picking just for need, I think that that's a good pick. So now we're back to the Dolphins, number two of their three picks in the first round. They went with Tua Tagovailoa at number five, and now they need to go safety, in my opinion. They traded Minka Fitzpatrick or maybe even offensive line. The fact that Andrew Thomas is still on the board here is pretty crazy. He's an offensive tackle out of Georgia. He, at one point, was considered the best tackle in the draft, So, and it's a position of need for the Dolphins after they traded Laramie Tunsil. So basically, I'm torn between drafting Laramie Tunsil's replacement or drafting Mika Fitzpatrick's replacement, which is kind of a perfect situation for the Dolphins here. Well, and remember, they have another pick. Yeah, they do later in the first round. That's where this gets a little tricky because there are two safeties that are right here on the board that are are going to go here somewhere in this range in the draft in Grant Delpit out of LSU and Xavier McKinney from Alabama. And there are so many more offensive linemen in this draft. So I think I'm going to have to go safety. And I personally like Grant Delpit better than Xavier McKinney. So I'm going to go with Interesting. Um, He's an LSU safety. He was pretty much the cornerstone of that defense last season. And I think that he's a great leader. I think he could be a great safety here in the NFL as well. So Andrew Thomas continues his slide as what Draft Network lists as, as the number nine overall prospect in football. So we'll see how far he goes. Now, you get another team with a their second first-round pick yes. here, Evan. And I think that there are a couple of different places that they could go. I think, hmm, do I want to go nuts or do I want to go legit? Let's get crazy. Let's, go Let's nuts. get nuts. Like Buster Keaton, right? Or Mike, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, sorry. There you go. Um. I, I'll be honest, I wanted to take Jordan Love right here for them. Oh, I don't think they're taking a quarterback, though. I don't rule it out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is John Gruden. John Gruden loves his quarterbacks, but and we to have three there, don't I, don't rule think, it out. I don't think that they would do it. But That'd I think they're going to go, and you guys are going to need to help me with the pronunciation on this. All right, who you got? Clavon Chasson. <laughs> uh, Cla- uh, Clavon Chison, I yeah. think is how you say it. Uh, LSU edge rusher. Get them an edge rusher. Okay. Somewhat replace Khalil Mack with the pick that Khalil Mack came from. Okay. I don't hate it. They drafted... Um, Cleveland Farrell last year. Yeah. 
Cleland Farrell, and they also have Mo Hurst on that defensive line. That could be a really good defensive line if they picked Chison there and he ends up turning out too. That could that could be scary for the Raiders and everybody in the AFC West next year because the AFC West is not known for having great offensive lines. So, yeah. man, not a bad pick. All right, kind of to wrap up this trio of second, first-round picks, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars again at number 20. When you guys were talking, I was trying to think about what they should – they could go a lot of ways with this pick right here. Well, that's because they need, they have a lot of holes. Yeah, so pick number nine, we went with Derek Brown, interior defensive lineman. Yep. And we all know the current situation with Yannick Ngakwe. So, man, I think – I you already got Joe Show where you brought in at middle linebacker. Joe the Show. You could address your secondary right here. It's kind of a toss-up between do you want to go secondary or do you want to continue to beef up the defensive line – but I'm going to go with defensive line right here. Okay. I'm not, I was thinking about Zach Bond for a sec, but I don't think I can do that right now. So, sure, you won't be the craziest thing in the world. I know, but yeah, you know what? Let's get crazy. Let's do Let's do Zach Bond. You're going to go Zach Bond? Let's get Zach Bond okay. and Joe Schobert all on the same team. I just... Them Wisco boys. I don't know about this being... You know, this is really an early pick for Bond, but basically Jacksonville just needs to get something due. See, that's the thing is Bond, like, he started out the draft process, like, pre-draft, pre-combine at, like, 40. Mm-hmm. Then he had an amazing combine, and he moves up to, like, I've seen him in the, the high 20s, and then he tested positive for whatever, or it was, you know, whatever his, his the, the diluted, diluted sample. sample. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to hurt him much. No, they said... In the, in the even in the old CBA, he wouldn't have even gotten uh, any discipline for it, really. But I mean, really, just looking at any of these edge prospects, I mean, you can pretty much go Bond here because none of these really stand out in the board right now. The only other one to me is Epineza. Yeah, AJ Epineza. Yeah, he's he's good out of Iowa. He's yeah. very good. He's but a lot of great tools. I think teams nowadays in the NFL they value versatility so much and. You get a little bit of that with Bond. All right, here we go. Now I have the Philadelphia Eagles, who are very excited that one Justin Jefferson yep. is still on the board at wide mm-hmm. receiver. He and is I... now off of the board. No. The Eagles probably have the worst wide receiving core in the NFL, and I don't think it's very close. Well, yeah. Uh, and they fill a desperate need by drafting by drafting one of the most underrated wide receivers in the class, I think, mm-hmm. in Justin Jefferson. I think it wasn't just Joe Burrow. And even if it was, he's coming into a great quarterback with Carson Wentz. This is the ideal scenario for both Justin Jefferson, who's going to be going to another winner, and for Carson Wentz, who's going to have his number one target. That's the guy that I wanted the most Yep. as Same. a Packer fan. That doesn't surprise me. I would want him the most as a Packers fan, too. But the more and more, you can't, the closer and closer we get to the draft, the more and more mock drafts I see where he's just going earlier and earlier. So, All right, Evan. Up next, the Minnesota Vikings, who have a whole— Interesting. Bevy of needs goodbye Stefan Diggs. They, yeah. Goodbye, Stefan Diggs. Half of their defense left. They're looking like the shell of the team that they were, <clears throat> excuse me, last year. I don't think I mean it's amazing that Andrew Thomas has lasted this long, but I don't think the Vikings are going to be the one to pick him. I think that they might try to boost their secondary, and I think they're going to go Xavier McKinney. Xavier McKinney, I like it. All right. Go safety. Help out uh Harrison in the secondary. I like it. You gotta replace yeah, you got Xavier Rhodes is gone, so all right. 
Pick number 23. This is an interesting one. <laughs> I know. Yeah. The New England <laughs> Patriots are on the board. Who knows what the hell the Patriots oh, are going to do here? Do you, I'm going to ask this. Do you guys believe in Jared Stidham? No. Absolutely not. God, I don't no. think. <laughs> Absolutely not. So when I look at the quarterback position, oh, there's such a big, it's such a shallow draft quarterback wise. So I think if he's still sitting there at 23, if a team hasn't traded up to get him, I think the Patriots have to at least consider Jordan Love. I mean, why not? Are you going with Jordan Love? We have no idea what we're getting with in Jared Stenham. Honestly, you still have enough weapons on offense with White, Nikhil Harry, and Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. Their defense is going to be solid, even though they lost Kyle Van Noy and guys like that. So if you can try to take a shot on your possible quarterback of the future, why not do it now? All right, not bad. Now I have the New Orleans Saints drafting at 24, and... Honestly, I'm a little salty because I would have gotten Jordan Love there with New Orleans because yep. they, they've they got to think of the future. Drew Brees just signed a contract to be a color commentator on NBC. And who knows how sold they are on Taysom Hill. Correct. Because uh, who knows where Taysom Hill stands with the team at this point. And so this is a little nerve-wracking for me because I'm not sure where I want to go here, to be honest with you. But I'm going to go a little surprise here and go with DeAndre Swift, the first running back off the board from Georgia. Interesting. Uh, Because Kamara's due for a payday. Kamara's on the last year of his deal, and I don't think they want to put a bunch of money in Kamara when the future of Drew Brees is at stake because, honestly, I think this is Drew Brees' last year. I just don't think he's being very public about it. And... I don't know if they want to have a veteran running back being paid a bunch of money while also not having a quarterback at all. So the fact that Jordan Love is gone, I'm pissed as a as the Saints executive. So I'm going to address running back instead. Go with DeAndre Swift. Hope that I have my running back for the future within him. And this year, I mean, the two-headed monster of DeAndre Swift and Alvin Kamara is going to be very interesting to watch. And here I am with the Vikings again. Congratulations. (laughs) Courtesy of the Buffalo Bills. I think that there are a couple of ways that they could go. Would they look at a receiver to replace Stephon Diggs like Denzel Mims? Or do they go, they need, according to the draft network, they need cornerback pretty bad. Mm -hmm. They got their safety. Do they go for a cornerback like Jeff Gladney or Christian Fulton? And I think that... Just the crystal ball. I think they're going to go. Let me just do one quick search. I am totally Trevon prepared Diggs for this. is also still on the board. I think they're going to go Christian Fulton. All right. Okay. LSU. whole lot of LSU Tigers being picked right now. Go, go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right. And if the Vikings don't pan out because they drafted two secondary people in the first round all shucks it's gonna be sucks that's one team i'm gonna be keeping an eye on for at least wide receiver when next week rolls around because if there's still if somehow a guy like jefferson or somebody drops right there i don't see how they could pass up on some of these prospects and it's gonna be interesting they're gonna need more weapons with Thielen and cook so we are this is the final first round pick for the miami dolphins now pick number five we went with tua uh, Dan, a couple minutes ago, um, the more I think about it, I love this secondary. You got Xavier and Howard, Byron Jones, and now Grant Delpit. My bad. Yeah. Man, so now 
with all the free agents that you brought in, you brought in Kyle Van Noy. I think they're all right on defense. I say, why not just make that offense even better with Devontae Parker and everything that they got? They got Kasiki at tight end. Let's do it. I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor at number 24. Or, Ooh, sorry, yeah. number 26. All right. They really don't have somebody that you can say is going to be their number one starter. And why not try to get somebody to bring in right away with Tua that you know is going to be part of your future? So I'm running around naked in the driveway right now as a Seattle Seahawks fan at 27 because Andrew Thomas is still on the board and the Seahawks prolifically have one of the worst offensive lines yeah. in the NFL Which with is Russell Wilson. It's so, hilarious. Oh, I guess never mind. Without a doubt, I'm going Andrew Thomas here. He's probably going to be a top 15 pick if I had to venture a guess. So the fact that he's still there at 27 for me is definitely very exciting. And then we get to the Baltimore Ravens. And I think that there are a couple different places that they could go. I think that they could probably use a little bit of help on that defense because Lamar Jackson's very good. They have Mark Ingram for a little bit. Hollywood Brown is a goon. He's really good. Mark Andrews is really good. Their offensive line is very good. They did lose Marshall Yonda, though, to retirement. They did. But I think they're going to go linebacker and Patrick Queen okay. right here. Ooh, that gets tricky for the Packers. Yeah. Yep, and that sucks because as a Packers fan, I want Patrick Queen. Mm-hmm. But you can't just leave him there because you want him. Exactly. I mean, we're, not, we're thinking from this team's mentality right now. So now Sam. Oh, man. I really. 29. This one kind of stumbles me. The Tennessee Titans at number 29. They could go any different direction. You got. I mean, you got. Tannehill and Derrick Henry. But, man, I mean, tight end, they could use somebody. They got Delaney Walker, but he's getting old. But I think they got to still beef up that defense. They lost Jarrell Casey. Man, this one's interesting. I didn't really think about this one too much before I made the pick. I think they're good on line. No, actually, you know what? Patrick Queen just went off the board. Man, if he's still on the board, I don't see why Tennessee wouldn't take him. I'm going to go Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. All right. And now the Packers are screwed out of an interior def- an, excuse me, an interior linebacker. I know who I would go with right now as the Packers. So here we are as the Packers. I know, oh, yeah, I know. I, I know who I would go with if I was the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think the Packers should go with, Evan? Because for me, it's Denzel Mims. Absolutely. I would go Josh Jones. Really? Go with an offensive tackle from Houston? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think the Packers are just so desperate for a wide receiver. Denzel Mims is an impressive receiver. I was just watching a couple highlights from him. He is a 50-50 monster. He wins every single 50-50 ball. He has very good hands in terms of placement. He had a couple of drop issues, but he cites that as being a broken hand issue that he was dealing with the whole season. Who knows whether or not that's true. It's a bunch of it's a college football player that wants his draft stock to rise. But I think I think they have to go a wide receiver and they have to get one right away off the board. It's gonna make all of the fans happy. Denzel Mims. I would is not the pick be mad with Denzel the Mims. Packers. And that is my last draft uh, pick whoever, actually of this draft. So whoever, enjoy. I, I don't think this is Dan Marino who works for the draft network. It's just uh-huh. a guy with the last name Marino. They have his NFL comp as DJ Hackett. <laughs> I don't like that. That's not a good comp for him. Yikes. <laughs> if they're drafting him that early. Anyway, the 49ers are back on the board. 
and they already got who did they take? They took CJ Henderson early. CJ Henderson. I took that pick because I made I made the joke about the San Francisco real estate that you guys did not laugh at. <laughs> That's a good one. I was too focused on my pick. <laughs> I just I don't appreciate the pandering. And now I'm scrambling because really? I don't know much. Because for me, this one's kind of at least what position they should go with. Like you just lost Emmanuel Sanders. And the problem is the receivers right now aren't amazing, but I guess if you go with a guy like Jalen Rieger, that's not a terrible pick at 31. He's the closest. I mean, besides Ayuk right now, I think you could say Rieger is probably the closest thing to an all-around receiver. You know, KJ Hamler's still on the board, but he's just more of a speed demon. Yeah, I just don't trust that offense to just revolve around Debo and George Kittle and Kendrick Bourne. I think you got to at least add somebody else. Doesn't have to be right away. Remember, this is a very deep wide receiver class. Yeah. I think. So you are going with Rager? Yeah. All right, Jalen Rager. All right, Jalen Rager. I All think right. that I I think it's interesting that Lavisca Chenault is falling the way that he is. I. Yeah, there's just a lot of question marks with Lavisca Chenault. To me, he's the biggest project. Of this draft, out of he all could have a pretty receivers. high upside though, so yeah. good for him. But. All right, and with the final pick of the first round, we got the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl defending champions. I think they're mad that the Jonathan Taylor is not on the board. Absolutely, because if Jonathan Taylor is still on the board, boom. I think that's the only hole that they really have on their team. You know, they brought back Brashad Breeland on defense. I don't really – I'm not sold on him being a first-round talent, but honestly, if Jonathan Taylor is off the board and J.K. Dobbins is still on there, I don't see why you wouldn't. Yeah, at least I take think a they shot. would go J.K. Dobbins, Because Damian Williams is nice, but I don't, you need somebody that is going to be your future back that you can have a couple of years of control, I guess you could say. So I'll go J.K. Dobbins to round out this mock draft. All right, so now let's do a quick re- recap. Burrow, number one to the Bengals. Chase Young, number two to the Redskins. Jeff Okuda, number three to the Lions. Jedrick Wills, number four to the Giants. Tua, number five to the Dolphins. Number six, the Chargers pick Justin Herbert. Panthers, Isaiah Simmons. Cardinals, Tristan Wirfs. Jaguars, Derek Brown. Browns, Mackay Beckton. Jets, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy goes to the Raiders at 12, CJ Henderson to the 49ers, Cesar Ruiz to the Buccaneers, the Broncos pick Henry Ruggs, the Falcons go Javon Kinlaw, the Cowboys pick Jalen Johnson, Miami back again at 18 picks Grant Delpit, the Raiders go Clavon Chison, Jacksonville goes Zach Bond, the Eagles pick Justin Jefferson, the Vikings address the secondary and pack Xavier McKinney, the Patriots draft their quarterback of the future in Jordan Love, the Saints go DeAndre Swift, Vikings picked Christian Fulton, the Dolphins go Jonathan Taylor, the Seahawks solidify the offensive line and draft Andrew mm-hmm. Thomas, back-to-back linebackers picked, the Ravens select Patrick Queen, the Titans pick Kenneth Murray, the Packers finally get another wide receiver in Denzel Mims, so the 49ers pick Jalen Rieger, and the Chiefs round out the draft in the first round with J.K. Dobbins. Good job, guys. That was fun. That I'm going to try to keep track of this uh, draft and see how we actually do. It's probably not even coming close, up next week. But, you know, no, but there will there'll probably be a few that we I absolutely we'll already closed right. it out, but it's okay. I'm more so looking at how our picks are going to stand after pick 11. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. So, all right. So, that was our NFL mock draft for the 2020 NFL draft. It's all going to be virtual. We're coming at you virtually on 
demand on the fan. We're half Sam and Dan. Thanks so much for tuning in. Catch us again this weekend as we'll definitely have something out for you. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen. So, Evan, you want to give us a proper half Sam and Dan send off? All right. We appreciate you listening. It's time for us to just get out of here. Goodbye. I, I, have a good have one. Have a good one. Sir! Bye. I was making a joke. I was coming up with my own. Time for us to go have a good one. See ya. That was very good. It wasn't. All right. Sure. Sure.